G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. The story. It kind of spiralled out of control. My trying to cope, my trying to survive only led me to make even poorer decisions in the choices. I didn't value myself, so I was hanging around people that didn't value me either. Yeah, it was the lowest point in my life. I didn't know how someone could be so broken, and you think you're so broken, and yet you keep breaking even more. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. And parents, before we get started, we just want to warn you that due to the adult themes that will be discussed, today's program is not recommended for young listeners. Our guest is Alicia Murray, who was a survivor of sexual abuse that took place in her childhood. And sadly, traumatic experience left her confused and with a low view of herself. However, as we'll hear her share... God's love broke through in an amazing way, and her healing journey is nothing short of remarkable. Alicia and Alan Murray dropped by our Melbourne studios and are having a chat with Eric Scadabo. Well, recently, Alan Murray was a guest on the program, and we got to hear his amazing story of becoming a Christian while in prison, and then he went on to make beautiful music for the Lord. Well, I'm happy to say that he is here in the studio with me and has some exciting news about what happened in his life since we last spoke. Alan, welcome to the program. Thanks, Eric. Glad to have you on the program once again. What has happened in your life since the last time we spoke? Well, since we've last spoke, I've um, recently been married to my beautiful wife, Alicia, who is also here today. Welcome to the program, Alicia. Oh, thanks. Great to be here. Glad to have you with us. So exciting things happening, Alan? Yeah, yeah. Great, great time. Great blessing from God to meet such a a wonderful woman with such a great heart for Christ too. Well, there is a story there, and we're going to get to that story. But first, I want to say that when you did get married, I saw on Facebook there was a video that was made of your ceremony outside, and you sang to your lovely wife a song that you wrote just for her. You wrote that just for her? Yeah, yeah, I wrote that for Alicia. That was a that was a surprise for the day. And so Alicia, what were you thinking when unknown to you, he had written a song just for you? The scripture comes to mind beyond what you can hope, think or dream or imagine. And that love I felt that he had for me to write the song, to secretly write the song and to then perform it for me on our wedding ceremony day. It's It was just beautiful. It was just beautiful and crying tears of joy. <laughs> okay. Right now, it turns out that Alan just happens to have his guitar on his lap. <laughs> As he does because he's a musician. And I've asked him to share with us the first verse from that song he wrote for you. I'm standing here What can I say Looking at you It takes my breath away God must have been Oh, smiling on me 
When you send me you to do life with me Well I know I'm not perfect See I'm just a man Standing here before God I tell you I love you with all I am Well I know that I love you I'm your man Stand here before God I tell you I love you with all I am And there's more to that, of course, but uh, we're going to stop it right there. Hopefully, we'll have some time at the end to hear the conclusion of that wonderful song. Beautiful. And Alicia, actually, that wasn't fair to do to you because I saw you were tearing up a bit while you were hearing it. Yeah, certainly. Um, just the the love that um, I've experienced through meeting Alan, I've, it's just really melted my heart and melted all the walls that were around my heart. And unfortunately, there have been some very, very dark times in your life. Yes, there has been some very, very dark times in my life. And so to see that joy that you experienced at that point, it, it, it's all the more beautiful knowing what you've gone through. Absolutely. Uh, I think sometimes through suffering and through darkness, you, you do when you experience love and light and life it tastes so much sweeter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, we just want to say right now, before we go any further, so parents, if you're listening today, some of the things that we'll be talking about, some adult themes are not appropriate for younger listeners. So we just want to make that clear before we go any further. And let's go back to your story to find out your journey, your childhood, your home life was relatively happy. Yeah, I... um have loving parents and uh, one older brother. Um, we grew up in a little town in Queensland and we were just a happy little family. However, some incidences occurred in my childhood at age five and I went through some sexual abuse, which really, really traumatised me. I was very young at the time and I was just such a fearful broken child after those experiences uh, struggled to cope most of the time especially in my mind a lot of mind battles a lot of anxiety a lot of separation anxiety and a lot of a lot of crippling fear hmm. and then when you were 11 years old you started to have flashbacks so apparently you had kind of repressed some of these memories yeah, I had suppressed some of the memories. Um, there were things that had happened that I had forgotten or somehow just blocked out because it was so traumatic. And I've recently learned that that can happen mm-hmm. and is quite common. So at the age of 11, the anxiety and the fear levels just majorly increased. Um, these memories were, were coming back and it was almost like a flood in a way that they just started happening out of my control and I didn't want to think on it, I didn't want to know about it and I I just, at that age, it was very, very difficult 
to cope with how I was feeling. And the childhood sexual abuse is terrible in and of itself, but what a lot of people don't realize is that there are side effects, as you were saying, about the anxiety, but also the person who abused you was a close family acquaintance. And so trust issues, how do you know who to trust if, if this person was supposed to be somebody trustworthy? Well, that's exactly true. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, I've found it very difficult to trust anyone, even my own family. It's a very, very scary times when you don't know who to trust. And when you're a child who has only the mind of a child and can only rely on what you know yourself at that age, it's a very, very hard road. And did you start to be confused about whether you were loved? Did you feel loved or lovable? No, I didn't. Um, my self-esteem, my identity was really, really crushed. My spirit was really, really crushed. I struggled with who I was. I, And as I got older, I was looking for love in all the wrong places. Uh, by the age of 14, uh, I was anorexic and I now understand that was it was I was trying to gain control over what happened to me hmm. in my childhood and the only way I knew how to do that at the time was to control what I ate. So it was uh, a very painful time which led me to be admitted to hospital because I nearly died. Uh, I got down to 32 kilos and had to be fed by nasogastric feeding. Wow. In a psychiatric hospital. I was away from my family and I was in the city and uh, I saw my family quite often, but in the end they couldn't afford to come as often, but they were always supportive. And then I started to experiment with drugs and other substances. I was wondering if we could go back. Do you think one of the things that contributed to your kind of crisis of identity was that some people didn't believe you when you talked about the abuse? Yeah, I, f I felt that I wasn't believed by some people. Some people believed me, but some people didn't. And the confusion of trying to, to work out it all on my own, it, uh, it was quite a difficult uh, road to comprehend. Yeah, does that kind of communicate to you, well, I must not be that important if people don't even... I hated myself. I really hated myself. You blamed yourself. I blamed myself. And that's not uncommon, I understand. It's very common. It's very common to to hate yourself, to blame yourself. You think it's your fault. You think you've done something wrong. What did I do? And then you seek approval. You you seek love. You, you seek acceptance. And you become hypervigilant. You become so hypervigilant and so anxiety-driven that you're just waiting to be rejected. It's, mm. it's like you expect to be rejected because you're rejecting yourself. Mm. And this is how you went into your teenage years. That's correct. And then from that mindset flowed drug use and destructive patterns of behavior. That's correct, which led me to destructive relationships uh, where I was actually in a relationship where I was then physically abused and raped. 
So uh, it kind of spiralled out of control. My my trying to cope, my trying to survive only led me to make even um, poorer decisions in the choices. I didn't value myself, so I was... I was hanging around people that didn't value me either and which only opened the door for more abuse. So this was the lowest point in your late teens, early 20s? Yeah, it was the, the lowest point in my life. I, I didn't know how someone could be so broken and you think you're so broken and yet you keep breaking even more. You're listening to the story. Today, Alicia Murray, along with her new husband, Alan, are having a chat with Eric Scadabo. And sadly, we've been hearing about the abuse she experienced as a child and the damaging impact it had on her life. But I'm happy to say that God's love broke through in an amazing way in Alicia's life. We'll find out how when we return. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401-132-888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is The Story. Today, Alicia Murray, along with her new husband, Alan, are having a chat with Eric Scadabo. Unfortunately, as we heard before the break, there were some horrific things that happened to her in her childhood. At her lowest point, she didn't value herself or even like herself and was hanging around with people who didn't value her either. But then God enters her life and things begin to turn around. Well, this is just amazing. Um, In my brokenness, I was actually high on drugs and I had gone to my boyfriend's mum's place and there was a Jesus film there and I was curious about Just this sitting film. there? It was sitting there. She had recently become a Christian herself and she had a copy of it there. She was actually away at the time and wasn't staying at the residence. So we put the film on and watched it. Uh, it was all on the the Gospel of Luke, just all scripture. And I was just so curious and mesmerized by Jesus, by the things that he said, by his character. And they had at the end the sinner's prayer. And, and by this time, I was just, how did I not know about Jesus? How did I not know that he came and died for me? And and I prayed the sinner's prayer and I just broke down and just cried and cried and cried and cried. It was his unconditional love. It was that someone would die for me, that love that I'd always sought for and always searched for and always hungered for. I found it. I found that love I'd been always looking for. And of course, in the story of Jesus, there are stories of people who he helped who other people didn't want to have anything to do with. That's right. Could you identify with some of them? Absolutely. There was a part in the Jesus film where the Pharisees were being rude and cruel to this lady who was a prostitute. And 
Jesus touched her on the shoulder and it was almost like the fragrance of Jesus. I know it's all film, but it was like the fragrance of Jesus blew and touched her face and you can see the wind blow her hair and her head lifted up and Jesus lifts up our heads and he lifted up mine that day. He lifted up my head and I saw his glory. I, I tasted his love and uh, my life has never been the same since. What happened after that? Jesus delivered me uh, from so many things. He delivered me from drug addiction. He some people have a big transformation that's gradual. I had this major transformation where I no longer desired to use drugs. I stopped smoking. I left the relationship that I was in. I, I moved back in with my parents. I changed, My language changed. The way I dressed changed. And I felt clean I, for the first time. In a long time, well, from a very long time, I felt clean, I felt new, I felt I had been given a new chance and that, um, you know, I was, I was forgiven of all the things I had even done wrong in the process. Wow. So God's love broke through? That's right. God's love broke through. And uh, I wouldn't be where I am today without my Jesus. And... Let's kind of fast forward several years later. You're you're growing. You're now attending church. That's correct. Reading the Bible. Reading the Bible. When does this Alan guy come into the story? <laughs> <laughs> or, or should we let him take some of that? What, what do you? Yeah, we'll let him speak. Um, Alicia and I met at a church that we we used to attend. And we'd been talking for oh, probably a good eight or nine months um, regularly. Just as friends? Just as friends, you know. And neither of us actually even thought about, you know, the other person in any other light. But I loved Alicia's heart for the Lord. That really, that really impacted me from an early stage. And a friend of mine um, sort of said to me one day, what do, you, what do you think of Alicia? Why don't you get to know her a little bit more? And she was going to make a cup of coffee in the church and she was in the queue and they'd ran out of cups. So I thought I'd be this valiant guy and run off to get her a cup. And I went (laughs) running off to get her a cup to save her. And she came following me and I'm thinking, this isn't supposed to go like this. (laughs) Go back, I'll come come back with the cup. And I think even in my attempt, I I grabbed the chip cup down. They're going, you can't use them. That's a cup, you know. But yeah, so we, um, we slowly started dating and a cross was definitely the focus of a lot of our early conversations, which was a, a great foundation to build a relationship mm-hmm. on. Yep. Yeah. Okay, Alicia, your side of the story? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I agree with what Alan said. Oh, well, that's and, probably a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, was, it was Alan's heart for God, but I was focused on my relationship with Jesus. I wasn't even looking for a relationship, but I was open to what God was wanting to do as long as God gets the glory that's the main thing and and Alan and I just used to chat and all our conversations were about God now we should say we've obviously skipped a big part of your life there was a long journey of healing that you didn't just you know all of the things the the dark things from your childhood didn't just go away it's been a process was that fair to say oh very fair to say um it's been a very big process 
but very much worth it. Uh, I think that I spent, a, a, to be honest, a, a few, quite a few years actually running from the process. But when um, you allow Jesus in, as I did, I, to be honest, had a lot of prayer ministry. I had over seven years of weekly prayer, uh, praying through, you know, different traumas and, and different things and having Jesus come into different areas in my heart and bring his healing and bring his truth mm-hmm. and bring his love. Um, that's uh, been a big part in my healing. And I'm still on a journey, mm-hmm. as we all are, mm-hmm. but I know that my God is bigger than all, So, and I know that he'll complete what he's begun in my life. It's interesting you said that you were not looking for a relationship at that time because all too often people think, if I just have the right spouse, the right partner, all my problems will go away, which is not the case. We have to work on ourselves and our relationship with the Lord and and have the healing and growth in our own life before we can even begin to be a blessing to another person in a relationship and and marriage. Yeah, that's, that's correct. And I think that was one thing that I'm grateful to the Lord that I had an awareness because of past mistakes. I didn't want to enter a relationship to get my needs met or to get my value or my identity. You got that from the Lord. That's right. Which is healthy. That's correct. And so then you're entering a relationship to give, not to receive. And so if you but both, if you receive a little bit, it's kind of nice. Oh, that's <laughs> that's, a, that's a bonus. <laughs> that's the cherry on the top. <laughs> that's right, and maybe even a song. <laughs> so, so that's that's the important thing. It was uh, you're in a healthy place, a good place to even start a relationship. That's correct. That's right. Okay, unfortunately, we're running out of time, but we want to get to the end of the song. So, yes, Ellen, pick up that guitar, and uh, do you want to share anything about what inspired you? Well, the journey that, that she's been through um, was so amazing and, and we both sort of had a, our share of darkness, but I love that verse, Romans eight twenty eight that God uses all things together for the good of those who love him and called according to his purpose. And we could just see God's fingerprints in using both of us to restore each other. And um, Alicia said during the wedding vows that God was using me to love her back to life. Um, so just that that knowing that you have this this unconditional love, knowing that we're both not perfect, that we fail, but we've got a perfect God who we can run to for help in all situations. So, yeah. Well, I know that I love you And I'm just a man And standing here before God, I tell you, I love you with all I am. Well, I know that I love you, and I'm just a man. And standing here before God, I tell you, I love you. With all I am Wow, that was fantastic. Alicia Murray sharing her story today along with her new husband, Alan Murray. Thank you so much, Alicia, for sharing. 
Thanks for having me. Glad to have you with us. And also, thanks for that music, Alan. Thanks, Eric. And we just pray a special blessing on the two of you as you go forward in your new marriage journey together. Thank you. Thank you. And if you'd like to hear more of Alan's wonderful music, you can go to his website, alanmurray.com.au. That's alanmurray.com.au. That was Eric Scadabo chatting with Alicia Murray, along with her new husband, Alan. And what a beautiful story of transformation and healing. And it's even more amazing when you put it together with the transformation that has taken place in Alan's life. He became a Christian while in jail. If you haven't heard his story, you can look it up in our past programs in our archives. Just go to our website, vision.org.au, and look up the story. That's vision.org.au. And finally, here on The Story, we get to hear some pretty fantastic ones day after day. But, you know, I never tire of hearing how God works in people's lives, healing them, transforming them. I just love hearing how he takes extremely broken people in the depths of despair and gives them hope and a purpose. Amazing. A God truly is an awesome God. Well, thanks for joining us for today's conversation about some pretty serious issues. I pray that it has been a blessing to you. Until next time, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. I would ask the spirits all kinds of things like, where can I park? And really simple things. And then I would just help people if they were feeling sick. I would... Um, asked for the energy to come through the universe. I wanted to know if it was real, and I experienced it was actually real. I just didn't realise what the truth was behind it. A clairvoyant is someone who claims to have a supernatural ability to perceive events in the future. And a medium is someone who claims spirit speaks through them. Sue Marrick has experienced being both, but she has now stepped out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. We'll find out her story next time. The Story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life. This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.